you are listening to Hypertension Resistant to Treatment, where you will get knowledge, training, resources, and support for better blood pressure control. If you are suffering with high blood pressure or blood pressure that is difficult to treat, this podcast is indeed for you. Here is your host, Dr. Tanya. I am Dr. Tanya, and I am here to teach you everything you ought to know about hypertension management. I am a clinical scientist, and I've done research over 10 years, and I've found some interesting things about hypertension and blood pressure control and medication-taking behavior. I would like to share with you all of the information I've found, as well as all the information that's out there that, that will help you get control of your blood pressure. Stick with me and we'll take this journey to help you improve your blood pressure. Thanks for listening. Well, it has a large number of mutations, particularly in that area of the virus that relates to its ability to bind to the cells in your nasopharynx and in your lung, namely related to transmissibility. So you would predict from looking at the mutations that have been identified that it likely will be more transmissible. We don't know that yet, but you have to be careful and assume that that's the case. It also has a bunch of mutations that would suggest it could evade the protection, for example, of monoclonal antibodies and perhaps even convalescent plasma for people who've been infected and recovered and possibly vaccine. These are all maybes, but the suggestion is enough, and it seems to have really spread rather rapidly in South Africa. Even though the numbers are relatively small, its ability to infect people who have recovered from infection and even people who've been vaccinated make us say this is something you gotta pay really close attention to and be prepared for something that's serious. So that gives us a a replacement of the Delta variant in a couple of weeks. Now, if this is true, if this is true, what what this means is this is the new variant that will now take over the world. This will now become the dominant variant for the pandemic. Now, the travel restrictions are going to slow it down, which is good because we need time to learn more about it, possibly to tweak vaccines. We want to slow it down as much as we can. But eventually that's going to spread around the world. If it is that much more contagious, uh, what we have to do is be as well prepared for that as possible. Um, And as far as we know, this is the case. So this is, I don't want to be alarmist about this, but this is a big, this is quite a big thing. This to spread rapidly, we believe, because the vaccines will give some protection against this. It's just a case of how much. Now, the question is, is when this variant arrives, as it will, in a highly vaccinated country, such as the United Kingdom, Germany, Canada, um, United States, relatively high vaccinated country, what will happen there? So we know it spreads rapidly through a country with 24% full vaccination rate. We don't know what's going to happen when it hits a highly vaccinated country. Um, But if it's got immune escape, that means it probably will uh, spread throughout that country. Now, one one glimmer of hope here is if, if this turns out to be highly contagious, but it turns out it makes people a lot less sick, then this could be a really good thing. Because it would go around the world, everyone would catch it, everyone would develop herd immunity, and if it's not making anyone sick, then that would be brilliant. But of course, we don't know that yet. We do not know 
if the pathogenicity is the same, slightly less, a lot less, massively less, the same, slightly more, a lot more, one heck of a lot more. We, we, we simply don't know that yet. And these individuals in South Africa who yet, relatively speaking, are still a, not a large number, those who've gotten infected with this new variant, is the disease more serious than when you, for example, get infected with the Delta variant? Are the antibodies that are induced by the vaccines that we are using, do they protect against this? It is conceivable that it may be diminishing a little bit the protection, but the vaccines that we use may very well be able to contain this, and then it won't be as serious as some people are surmising it might be. A lot of unknowns, which is the reason why we're all over this, and as I say, you assume something that might be worse than it is, but better that than underestimating. Simple. So you don't want people to panic, but you want to know that we're doing everything we can to stay ahead of this. The background here is the previous variant in South Africa, of course, was mostly the Delta variant. So it looks like this variant is outcompeting the Delta variant, which outcompeted the Alpha variant. And the Delta variant also outcompeted the original South Africa variant, the Beta variant. And of course, the Delta variant outcompeted the original wild type variant. Now it seems the Omicron variant is outcompeting the Delta variant. So pretty, uh, pretty contagious by the looks of it. We have not detected it yet. But when you have a virus that is showing this degree of transmissibility and you're already having travel related cases that they've noted in Israel and Belgium and in other places, when you have a virus like this, it almost invariably is ultimately going to go essentially all over. Our fate is in our own hands. This is yet again another reason, not only what's going on right now with the Delta variant in our own country, but what you see throughout the world. It is absolutely essential that unvaccinated people get vaccinated and the vaccinated people get boosters. We know now clearly that when you get a booster shot, like a third shot after the two shots of an mRNA or a second shot after the J&J, &J, you dramatically increase the level of protection. So if ever there was a reason now for people to say, putting all of these other things aside, let's get vaccinated, let's get boosted, and let's yeah. be careful when you're in indoor congregate settings to make sure you wear a mask and do not pull back on your guard. There's more mutations in the spike protein. So we believe that there's 32 mutations in this. And 10 of these mutations appear to be on what's called the receptor binding domain, the bit that actually links into human cells. So there is reason to suspect that this is more transmissible. Now, some of the mutations that are actually on this new Omicron variant are actually the same as we've seen in Alpha, Beta and Delta before. It's just kind of put them all together in one, in one package, if you like, in one particular mm. viral strain. Now, it's looking like this is more contagious from early data in South Africa, and it looks like there will be some degree of escape from the vaccine, although previous experience has shown us that the particular changes on the spike protein aren't likely to go, it's not likely to completely invalidate the vaccines. It may reduce the efficacy of the vaccines, but it's still like, looking likely that this is going to keep the vaccines, the vaccines are going to keep us safe from severe illness, hospitalizations and death in the vast majority of cases. South Africans are testing much more than all other African countries. Now, it looks likely from the distribution we have so far that this did arise in Africa, but it's interesting that the case that, that they have in Belgium at the moment 
moment. We understand that came from Egypt. The passenger came from Egypt and they arrived on the 11th of November, although they didn't become symptomatic until the 22nd of November. So if, if they arrived from uh, on the 11th of November, that looks like the, uh, the infection was already spreading in Egypt a good few days before that. And of course, it was only first discovered in, in Botswana, first identified on the 11th from a test taken on the 9th. So it looks like it was circulating in Botswana and in Egypt at the same time. So basically, that's at one end of Africa and the other end of Africa. So it could have arisen anywhere in Africa, from, from Egypt to Botswana to South Africa, or quite honestly, anywhere in between. But we do know that there's been immune escape to all of the three vaccines in South Africa already, the Johnson & Johnson, the Pfizer and the, and the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine. There's been some breakthrough cases in South Africa. Africa to people that are fully vaccinated with all of those. But the good news is that the vaccine manufacturers assure us that they're able to do this genetic tweak, if you like, this slight rearrangement of their vaccines really quite quickly. And the the processes now have been well rehearsed. Vaccine producers know how to do this now. And it's quite reasonable to assume that they could get a, a vaccine which was more specific to the Omicron variant within perhaps about two months. I think what we need to do is basically we've become a bit tired, a bit pandemic fatigued in Europe, which of course is understandable. So as of now, I think we need to go back to all the precautions that don't cost very much. So more working from home, absolutely universal mask wearing in public areas, good hand hygiene, good social distancing, plenty of ventilation in indoor areas is all really important. And the other thing this is thrown to light is there's some early evidence in South Africa that younger people are getting sicker with this. Now, this is early evidence, but the people that are getting sicker in South Africa have had one vaccine mm -hmm. or no vaccine doses. So this really emphasises the need for, for the whole population in Europe to take up the vaccine offer. And so it's the vaccines and, that's this is the strategy, we need the vaccines and and we need all the other strategies at the same time, because inevitably uh, th th this variant is, is here already, I'm afraid. On your, your point about uh, where we are overall in the, in the pandemic, I, I think I would just repeat what I said at the beginning, that I think the UK continues to be in a, in a, a much, much stronger uh, position. We continue to be in a, in a strong position, largely thanks to the, the speed of the vaccine rollout and now the, the booster rollout. And uh, as for your, your question about... Uh, uh, about Christmas, I think I'm going to stick with the formula I've used before, which is that I'm uh, I'm pretty confident or absolutely confident this uh, Christmas will be considerably better uh, than last Christmas. Uh, if 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 if, uh, if you if, if that will do for the time being on on that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're quite right. Uh, uh, the the thing that we need to do is is always think in the face of this virus go earlier than you think you want to, harder than you think you want to, and more geographically broad than you think you want to. Those are the principles. And that remains true here. But of course, the specifics of this are different, because this isn't now a widespread variant in the UK. It's one that's coming in. Therefore, we need to make sure we've got the right measures in place to detect it. We need to make sure we can pick up the clusters in the country as quickly as possible, contain those, and to make sure that we've got contact tracing and isolation of contacts. And importantly, we must boost the defences that we have, which is why booster vaccines are so important, and go really hard and quick to get those booster vaccines across as many people as possible, reinforce the need that anyone who hasn't had a vaccine should get it, anyone who's eligible for a booster now and hasn't had it should get it, because that's going to give the, the high antibody levels and the high response, which stands the best chance of actually stopping this from causing problems in terms of severe disease and deaths. In terms of the question you asked me, I mean, I think we're learning lessons the whole time. 
Uh, I think it is important, though, to stress that the, the risk here is different to Delta. Delta it was primarily driven by the ability to spread really rapidly, but less concern about the vaccination escape. This one here, really the biggest thing that is leading us to wish to move rapidly is to do with the uh, least strong theoretical reasons for thinking that some degree of vaccine escape is likely, given the number of mutations. But there's a, obviously a much longer answer than that. On face coverings, what we're looking at is uh, retail and, and transport, so just, just going back to a, a, a position where you, you have to wear them in, uh, in retail settings or, or, on, uh, or on public transport. But the Health Secretary, uh, Saj, will be setting out more uh, in, in the course of the next day or so. Uh, the modelling of this is, in order to model, you need some information around the increased degree of transmissibility or otherwise, and that's still being collected. So we don't yet have enough information to know exactly whether this is more transmissible, if so, by how much. What we do know from South Africa, and Chris has alluded to this, is there are pockets of rapidly growing outbreaks, but that's a rather different situation. So we're trying to get that information. I have to say the South African scientists have been absolutely brilliant. They've been brilliant at detecting it. They've been brilliant at sharing that information. And that's been very helpful to the whole world, actually. So at the moment, I'm afraid the models are more sort of, if it spreads very fast, of course, it's going to spread very fast and go into a lot of places. And if it spreads less fast, it's going to do so less. We can't really get much further than that. You look at, uh, at, at Delta, uh, the measures that we have in, in place uh, are, are, are effective in the sense that you're seeing this downwards tracking of of hospitalizations and, and deaths, as assisted by uh, the booster program and, and, and by the massive take-up of, of vaccines. And that's the, the, the key take-out, I hope, from uh, this briefing today, is that the, the best way to beat the, this piece of news is for everybody to, to get their, uh, their booster. But for Omicron, what you, what you need to do is, is to try to slow the, the seeding uh, with the, the border measures that we're taking, the, the tough measures that we're taking at the, uh, at the border, uh, in order to, to, to give us time to find out exactly what the risk is, but more importantly, uh, to uh, allow that booster program, give, give us time to have uh, another you know, six million uh, boosters in, in people's arms. And we think that would be, uh, that would be uh, very valuable.